0: Dobby and Welcome to the Vantage Performance Podcast and today we're going to look at managing contracts in the mining services industry. Now that doesn't mean you switch off if you're not involved in the mining services industry because there are bound to be some insights for anyone involved in contract negotiation here. And David Osborne is the expert, he's part of the Vantage Performance Leadership Team, he's worked in the mining sector for many years with a deep understanding of the industry, particularly when it comes to contracting and rectifying underperforming contracts are that as well. So, I mean, let's start with that idea of an underperforming contract, David. I mean, what, what do you mean by an underperforming contract? I mean, how can you tell that it's an underperforming, particularly before it's too late?
1: Phil, uh, so, yeah, quite often um, what what I see quite a lot of is, is that people don't really know that they're in trouble until it's too late. Mm. And really, um, that comes about through, well, traditionally bad cost control, um, haphazard review of their contracts. They don't really know what the status of their jobs are until they're too far down the track to, to be able to rectify them. And yeah. that's traditionally the issue.
0: So, I mean, that's the bad project management then, isn't it, is what you're talking about here?
1: Uh, bad project management, but also I think there's a, there's a whole lot of issues these days where people are under a lot more pressure to perform. Uh, they're trying to cut, cut costs because, you know, they're going for the cheapest price all the time. So contractors tend to reduce their staff thinking that they're cutting their costs, but in fact, they're they're reducing their own ability to be able to control their destiny.
0: Right. And in terms of getting a handle on costs, does that mean that people are not being granular enough in these contracts, that they're just sort of uh, looking at a a top line figure and saying, yeah, there's a whole lot of things you need to do here uh, without really breaking down the elements?
1: Yeah, there's a bit of that for sure. I think, you know, most contracts are done through the means of an estimate. So you've got an estimator that does a whole lot of the the working out of what the the price should be. The problem arises usually once the job gets started, perhaps you win a contract and you get underway. Project management and even management don't really want to admit that there's a problem with a contract. So... Mm quite often you get an ego in the way and you've got a project manager and supervisors that, you know, they've got a bit of a hint of what's going on, but they're not going f- to fess up to it because they might get a severe bollock and if they do, or <laughs> they, they just don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing. And yeah. so really, you've got to implement a fairly simple system where you can, I guess, monitor the projects on a monthly basis and have a round-the-table discussion and sort of flush out the issues early enough so that everybody can do something about it. It's it's too late when
0: it's too late. So that sounds like the key thing here. But I mean, I'm wondering whether it's ego or whether it's also this fear of lawyers, because we think of a contract, don't we? I mean, a contract sounds like something which is sacrosanct. You know, you you can't change it because it's because it's a legally binding document. Uh, and and yet, you know, so on the one side, we're saying we need to have more granular detail. But of course, I think people don't put that into contracts too much because they don't want to be held accountable to to a great extent and want to have some fluidity in trying to arrive at the result.
1: Yeah, I think quite often what happens is from a contractor point of view, sometimes the, com- the contracts that they're faced with when they bid a, work- bid a job or whatever are just too complex and they don't understand them. So they'll get a lawyer perhaps to have a look at them. But a lawyer, there's nothing wrong with using a lawyer, but a lawyer sort of comes from a black and white point of view. Yeah, They look at it from a legal standpoint and sort of more black and white. Whereas people like myself, Vantage people, we look at it from the point of view of risks, uh, where the opportunities are, what sort of things you need to be doing to protect yourself under the contract, and maybe even trying to negotiate in the very early stages when you're still winning the work or you've, you've bid the work and you're about to sign up for the work. That's the time to sort of negotiate out of some of the really... Arduous parts of the contract and and get them watered down if at all possible. But you really got to do that up the front and understand your contract. Whereas a lot of people tend to ignore that, put it to one side while they're doing the bid, and worry about the contract when when they're in trouble.
0: Mm. And I'm wondering how much of it is actually the bid process. You know that's uh, that's causing the problem that you things have gone awry simply because you've not been careful enough in the selection process.
1: Uh, There's all of that, but the problem is, I guess, if you're a contractor and you've bid and you win a job these days, um, I would say 99% of the time, you're the lowest price. So you've got to accept the fact that you're already the lowest price. So what you need to be doing as a contractor is recognizing that you're already the lowest price, Um, and so you've got to be able to get your contract in in a state or get yourself and your project in a state. Where you're in the best position to be able to manage your job properly, because obviously if you've started off as the lowest price, you haven't got a lot of margin in there necessarily to work it. You might think you have, but you know if you've gone out, if the client's gone out to five or ten bidders or three or four bidders, and you're the lowest, then obviously other people have thought it's more expensive to do the job. So you've got to recognise that, set yourself up, and uh, and get yourself into a position. I, I think something to remember from contracting is that you've got to sort of prepare for the worst and hope for the best
0: mm. but is i mean is it is it right to always i mean you're saying you're, you're naturally going to choose the lowest i mean you're surely you're going to choose whoever's doing the best job and that might not be the the, the lowest price necessarily isn't that isn't that part of the problem that you know you might be choosing a a, a company that says they're going to offer the lowest price but perhaps they're offering the lowest price because they're least experienced and they don't really know the true cost that they're going to have to meet
1: Absolutely. It happens all the time. That's mm. contracting, unfortunately. I think there is certainly, if you've got uh, levels of expertise that other people haven't got, of course that puts you in a different position. But even so, um, in days gone by, recent times in the mining industry, money was not really a big issue. It's always been about getting the job done fast because they want to get the mine up and running. They want to make their money. Yeah. <laughs> so. The, the whole contract side of things and, and getting started before you had a proper contract, piling a lot of money and men into the job was never really a great risk because the mine was going to happen and the money was being chucked in. These days, you're far more often to get yourself into a position where you've, you've done all that because you've, you've brought yourself up and doing the right thing by the mining company. You've got a reputation because you jump in and you get started. You, you do all that and then the, the, the mining company says, well, we're not going to do that anymore. We're stopping it now. Right? They'll right. terminate. And quite often, guys don't, or, or companies are not in a position to even understand what happens to them in that position because they've never had it before. Yeah. So it's, it's a reality these days that you need to be far more aware of what your risks are. You need to run scenarios through the contract so that you actually understand what's going to happen if this happens. Whereas traditionally, it's, it's more, we don't even look at the contract until there's trouble, and then we start to look at it. And then we don't really understand what we're in for then you're back to the wall before you can get out of it
0: yeah reality is bitten but i mean it, this it, um, is, is a chunk of that then expectation i mean it's it's i mean that expectation is clearly changing now as 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 that reality is biting in, in in the mining sector and cost is becoming more of a concern but how do you ensure i mean is is part of the problem with 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 a lot of these contracts uh, there's not a clear understanding on both sides of exactly what is expected
1: Oh, absolutely. I think traditionally you will see that the contracts are very, traditionally very biased towards the mining company, to to your client. They're the people that have developed the contracts, they've got them, worked them over the years and they understand their contracts. They basically place the contract on you as, as a mining services company. And traditionally, they're accepted because they they need the work, they want the work, they're normally big jobs. They can normally make quite a bit of money out of it. So the contractual side has never really been something that mining services people have ever looked at in any detail. So now is the time that they've got to start to do that because the implications of the contract will come to bear over the next 6, 12, 18, 2 years, whatever, as this mining industry turndown is happening and the, the main contractors, the main mining people will start to impose their contracts. Whereas over the last few years, you know, the contract has been basically ignored by both parties. But you can bet your money that it's going to be very biased towards the main contractor. So mining services people as a whole need to learn to understand the contract. They need to run scenarios and they've got to be prepared to walk away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If it if it, if it doesn't make sense, that's right. Now it's not money at all costs anymore, is it? That's for sure.
1: But what- no, turnover is uh, vanity and profit is sanity. But <laughs> it's it's a very difficult thing for companies to walk away from. But they've really got to get them. They've got to have that mindset where they are prepared to do that. And a bit of that is risk management, and a bit of it is sort of understanding what your risks really are and, and doing proper scenarios over them, not not just taking on jobs with the old adage that. You know, we know it's tight, but we'll make it work. You know, it's, it's... Far too risky these days to do that.
0: But is is there a danger? I mean, it sounds like what you, I mean, what you've been describing from, I mean, from the from the suppliers' point of view, it's uh, it, it's almost utopia. Sort of like, well, we've got a piece of paper written down here because it's a contract because we've got to have one. But no one's really paying too much attention to it. Uh, so long as we get the job done, and if, if costs blow out, that's you know, that's that's not a big issue. Narrow reality is brought to bear. It sounds it sounds like you know, because I've worked in the telecommunications space, contracts are weighty documents involve lots of lawyers, and uh, and if they're, if they're not met, there's always this threat of litigation. I mean, it becomes, uh, you know, there's a lot of money for lawyers in this. Is there is there a danger that it's going to go the same way in the mining sector, do you think?
1: Well, the mining sector as a whole, generally, is done on a handshake. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, multi-million dollar jobs are done basically on a handshake, and that's the way it's always been, because it's never had to really have the the imposition of of severe contracts applied to it because money was never an object and it's just get the damn thing built and get on with it that attitude has has been high for a long long time it's completely different and it's moving into a completely different aspect where uh, i think contractors or mining sector type contracting people need to think about having contracts administration people on site that know what's happening that understand the contract and that can take action or, you know, look for variations and and pull up cost recovery, those sorts of